subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Hogwild's calling you out, Big C. He said Bill Belichick is not coming to Dallas to work for anyone. He says you're either crazy or high and to well, lay off the wake He didn't say he was. I mean, Jerry, I didn't say he was, for one. Jerry, pretty much, I don't know how much you can take away from it, but he, Jerry would like to work with him. He says that. So it's not too far-fetched. It's really no just No one about, works with Jerry, by the way. Yeah, I mean... Look, at this point in Belichick's career, I mean, I feel like he's getting a lot of his uh, credit taken away based on this last season and what he's done in his career just because, you know, Tom Brady was the quarterback. And and there's a part of me that thinks he's not – he's kind of in his career where he's not going to lead a team to multiple Super Bowls as a head coach. You know, retirement's got to be close on his mind and – it wouldn't be, to, at least in my mind, too far-fetched to say, hey, let's let's try to go to the Cowboys, work with one of the best franchises in the NFL. As yeah. Can you sell that? Well, wait a not, minute. Not the wait most. Wait a minute. Let's, uh, let, the bi- business-wise, yes, and I would say the best. I mean, Jerry runs that thing um, better than not just any franchise in National Football League. Arguably, there's a couple soccer teams that have insane uh, money uh, and revenue, but it is the most, I believe Forbes had it as the most valuable franchise in the world, not just the United States. But can you really say that for a pro or for a franchise that have made the NFC Championship since 1996? I don't, I don't think you can anymore. They are still holding on to the 90s as Arkansas. Well, but winning is, isn't the only, it's a big part of it, but it's not the end symbol. So winning's the only thing that matters. But the Chiefs, the Chiefs, as much as they've won, still aren't the Cowboys from a, from a from a brand and marketing mm. and value standpoint. No question. But the Cowboys aren't anywhere close to what the Chiefs are no. when it comes to winning lately. Yeah. So what's what's better, winning or just selling uh, hope to the fans? Uh, winning. <laughs> I know it is. Uh, but I'll take winning for 600, Alex. I would say, Some people may not. I mean, Arrowhead, I mean, you stack up Arrowhead against AT&T Stadium, it's nine day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say tailgating's better at Arrowhead than AT&T Stadium, but I've done both. But uh, the amenities and everything you else, uh, the brand like you talked about, Tommy, even with Patrick Mahomes really spearheading that franchise the last six years or so, uh, they still don't come close to the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, maybe, a, maybe in 10 years we'll look at this different if Mahomes has won and he's going to his fourth Super Bowl. If he's won a couple more since then, maybe we'll ta- be talking about them as America's team. But at this well, point, the Dallas Cowboys, even despite losing basically for the last 30 years, are still America's team. Well, yeah, boys, it won't happen because Kansas City's not Dallas. Yeah. The market itself, I mean. Yeah, I guess, what, Dallas top three now? I think it's surpassed. It's New uh, York, L.A. I think it's surpassed Chicago. I want to say it's in top the, five. Yeah, I want to say in the last, I, I said like either census or something, it, it surpassed Chicago and something. So I, I thought that was pretty crazy at that point. But yes, Dallas is a incredible television footprint and market that Kansas City just cannot match up with 
at that point in time. Well, hopefully Arkansas can match up with LSU tomorrow at 11 o'clock, particularly on the boards, something that you did against Kentucky and Missouri. Here's Eric Musselman on really get after those boards. You know, we've done a lot of, of rebounding drills over over the last, you know, leading up to the Kentucky game, and then we continued on. So uh, certainly, you know, feel that, that that's an important uh, aspect to us winning basketball games. I mean, if we don't rebound Anthony in this league, we're – we're going to, you know, really, really struggle. So proud of our, our defensive rebounding. I thought there was, you know, at times we, we, you know, we let some balls slip through our hands that we've got to, you know, we've got to get better at corralling the basketball in traffic, but a much improved job on the glass when you look one through five. Now, I don't know if Trevin Brazil is going to play tomorrow and that will factor me here. Just turned must at the tail end. there talking about it's not just the bigs. It's not just Chandler Lawson, Jalen Graham and Makai Mitchell, who Makai's played fantastic these last two games, but it's other guys getting rebounds as well. The reason I bring up Trevin Brazil is if he plays tomorrow and I know Trevin has the ability to shoot the basketball, has not shot the ball in the recent games that we played. One of the things that I've noticed is the big men, whether it's Graham, Mitchell, or Lawson, a lot of times when Trevin's either at the four or five, he's out on the three-point line and not really getting offensive rebounds at this point. Uh, but they're in the paint or near the paint, and there's a lot more opportunity for offensive rebounds than at that point. I think that's one of the reasons they've been kind of helped in that category in that stat is because they're just more around the paint. Those guys can't really – Lawson can shoot. Makai can't shoot. Jalen can't shoot with the exception of anywhere basically inside the paint. He's got a really good push shot. But I think that's also factored in is the big men actually playing that traditional role rather than just floating around the three-point line in the last two games. Well, and, you know, the way Mitchell – I don't know what Mitchell's confidence level is now compared to two weeks ago, but it's, it's it just makes common sense it's a lot higher. Uh, will that continue? I don't know if the just the availability of minutes because Brazil is there has fueled a lot of this. Whatever it is. You just need to continue on that trend. He doesn't have to be your leading scorer. He wasn't the other night. That got lost in the story at Missouri. He was maybe your best player, but wasn't your leading scorer. You just need somebody to be a presence on the glass and basically bang around with some guys. You had the mismatch advantage physically against Missouri. That that element won't last forever. Mm -hmm. And this, again, it's not a physically imposing team that you're playing tomorrow. They've got a couple guys that are 6'10", Will Baker, 7'1", but they're outside the top 200 in giving up offensive rebounds. They're outside the top 100 in rebounding. And then you look at what they've done in conference play. It hadn't been great. They've been outside really the top 10 in both those stats as well. So you can take advantage of this basketball team. And what they do is they play defense. It's kind of like Georgia we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Georgia plays really good defense on the first shot, but if they give up an offensive rebound, it's a lot of times an easy bucket. So if you can get an offensive rebound or two against LSU, great chance you're going to end up with a, a second chance point, which Arkansas has taken advantage of especially this last game. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. 
When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Chuck Dan Quinn's going to the Washington Commanders. Any chance Bill Belichick comes heads up that DC in Dallas? No chance. No Bill chance. Belichick's not going to be a defensive coordinator. That seem, kidding me? That seems like the uh, the consensus take this morning that that would be a demotion. That's something he would not do. It'd be a fascinating if you did, if you didn't think there was enough Dallas storylines in Dallas, guys. You think about how much that would amplify if somehow, some way, Jerry Jones convinced him to be the defensive coordinator. Man, that well, would. Well, yeah. If the sky falls later today, it'll be an important deal too. But I mean, neither one of those things is going to happen. I mean, Bill Belichick's not going to be anybody's defensive coordinator. I, I Do you think he's more apt to go to the front office then if he doesn't get – because it doesn't sound like he's getting a head coaching job. He was interviewed by the Falcons. He was apparently uh, considered by the commanders, and they elected to go with Dan Quinn. Falcons went with Raheem Morris. I mean, are we just not going to see him in football this year? I know that we've talked about maybe him going to TV, which I could see him doing. I don't know if he'd be great at it like Saban would, but – I think he's done. I think he's, he's done. done. Just done. I think he's done. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't really put a lot of thought into it, to be honest with you. But um, um, I'd be surprised if Bill Belichick's a head coach somewhere in the NFL next year. I would be surprised by that. But um, I don't think he's going to be anybody's defensive coordinator. No, that would be like saying, "Hey, Saban, you want to be my DC this year?" He, he's not going to do that. Yeah. It's not like the. It's not like he has to work. I mean, well, yeah. that's true. You know, he is wealthy. He's making. Some... He went through a divorce. I don't know, five or six, seven years, whatever it was. I don't. I don't keep track of that. But I know that when those things happen in your in your later in life, later in your career uh, path, you know, those things could change your retirement plans a little bit. So, but even even when you have tens of millions of dollars, you know, you were you were banking on or counting on one thing, and now you got half that. Well, you guys are kind of catching me off guard here, Ty. I mean, is this something anyone seriously talked about, or is this just like something we're bringing up? We just kind of brought it up. Uh, oh, the okay. Oh, well, no, it's not going to happen. It's just, not going to happen. There's no way. Well, I uh, I think it would be pretty wild if it did. Well, yeah, it'd be wild. I mean, I, I don't disagree with that, but um, there's no chance of that. It's a bummer because it, it is. It, for So Saban went out. I know he technically didn't go out on top as they lost in the college football playoff, but he got close. I mean, Belichick's seasons just kept going down and down and down after Brady left. And you think about all he accomplished in the National Football League for it to end like this, if it does end like this, well, it 
definitely. It would be more sad for it to end if, with him being a assistant coach somewhere. That would be even more more sad. Helping a team even, get to a Super Bowl or do something they haven't done in 30 years? I don't think so at all. I think his legacy would go up. His legacy has been tainted by the way that uh, it's ended down the stretch guys. without Tom Brady. Okay. I mean, this is a this is a guy that's only so won. the answer is to be the Cowboys' defensive coordinator. But I think that I, like think about that aspect of and again, you guys are in the realm that's not going to happen. I'm I'm probably in that realm too. But this idea that it would be worse if he ended up as the DC and he could help them get to somewhere they hadn't been in thir- basically thirty so, years. So what what I think is when Chuck, you're done with doing Razorback games, maybe you should go back and do the Clarksville Panthers. Just to cap off your career, <laughs> it'd be fun. I'd enjoy it. <laughs> that's what, like, I, mean, I would enjoy it. But I mean, but, but that's uh, about the same. No, I mean, that's about. I the understand same what here. you're saying. Yeah. I understand. Well, it'd be, yeah. I, I mean, there's uh, a. Cl- um, there's I mean, a- nothing wrong with the Clarksville Panthers, but I mean, you're, you know, that's probably not your next move once your days are done doing the Razorback. But there's like a like the clause in Muss's contract, for example, <laughs> I mean, that allows him to go to San Diego without a buyout. Like I could legitimately see. I mean, that guy's going to coach till he dies. And so I could legitimately see him if, like, whatever college passes him by at some point or he just gets to a point where he doesn't want to do what he's doing at a certain level that he tries to get that job at San Diego State and goes out and they probably have he different... He didn't go to San Diego State. San, San, he went to the University of San Diego. I said San Diego. Diego first. I didn't say San Diego State until I said it there. But San Diego, if that was to happen, I could see that happening at that point. And that would be considered a demotion compared to where he's been. <laughs> so it just depends on certain guys are wider separate way. I think Bill Jabelchek you're, you're doubling down on this going to drive oh him in. You're, you're just digging the hole and <laughs> digging and digging and digging. He, He's bound and determined to win this you, this argument. You guys, Bill okay. Belichick is going to be the defensive coordinator in Dallas. I never by said God. that. I never said that. But you guys that are acting like it's just the worst, dumbest. It idea is. In the world. It is. It is the dumbest idea. Well, so far then this he morning. again is going to his his coaching career <laughs> is going to. To end if it does at okay, this point well, then it's an abysmal over. ending that's it i mean that's how you have to look it's not the same as saban at that point i don't think belichick but wants the to only way way. belichick now look uh, you know this is th- this is what i'll say about it number one he's not going to be the defensive coordinator at dallas that's far-fetched number two i do agree I've always said this, that Bill Belichick would not be what Bill Belichick is thought to be without Tom Brady. There's no question about that. But the only way that Bill Belichick is, you put it, you know, gets the bad taste out of his mouth, redeems himself, whatever, is as a head coach. It's not as the defensive coordinator for somebody. It doesn't sound like he's going to get a head coaching job. So, But he's not going to be the Cowboys defensive coordinator either. All right, well, you owe me lunch right, for I'm dinner done. if it happens. I'm done. One right, of you I'm guys done. owe me something. You're listening to Clarksville Panther basketball. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen, too. You just, you, you just keep talking yourself into it, but I'm out. Well, uh, yeah. I, again, maybe I never maybe said. you could work in some dial-a-trade while you're at it in uh, retirement years there, Chuck. <laughs> what is, you're going to have to explain to me what dial-a-trade is. Oh, that just... Uh, that, that, that dates how far you didn't go back in radio. Yeah, so. well, like being 29 years old, there's not a lot of history there at that Pro- point. Probably didn't use a cart deck either. Uh, <laughs> no, did not. Didn't have to deal with whatever the crap that is. Uh, and, and we, guess what? Belichick, uh, Belichick ain't going to be the, the defensive coordinator either. All right, well, you guys owe me dinner if it happens. Don't think it's going to happen. What do you owe us when it... When it uh, Nothing, absolutely what are you? Uh, what are you going to do with these 10 minutes here we spent talking about this? On Belichick? Yeah. 
What am I going to do with it? I mean, we wasted 10 minutes. Bill Belichick's not going to be the coordinator. We waste a lot of minutes on this show, so it's really okay. it's it's kind of All par right. for the course at this point. All right. I do. Uh, we did get some sad news on the college basketball landscape about uh, Mike Martin, unfortunately, passing away at the age of seventy nine years old. He's dead um, from nineteen forty four to two thousand twenty four. He lived in uh, Chuck. Uh, Tommy, you got you you spoke to when you got a chance to go down to Tallahassee, even was in that a loss. 09, Chuck. Yeah, yeah, so nine. Yeah. And you spoke to I never got to meet him, but you said he was like one of the kindest coaches, if not the kindest Classy. coaches. Classy would ever be met. the uh, would be the probably the first word I'd use. Kind and all that fits, but Chuck, I just thought the way he dealt with Dave Van Horn in the press conference and just it, the whole thing it, it exuded class. The way he dealt with the media. And, and it was still a day where college baseball it still doesn't get the most attention, but he understood how to play the game. But I just thought the way he he represented it, not only his school, but embodied his program, uh, it just exuded class in the in the two and a half days we were there. That was a two – Arkansas went uh, 2-0 and, and and put him out, you know, in the first two games. So, um, Buster Posey – He was Posey, just an old-style gentleman. Yeah, he, he was, was a an old-style that, gentleman. That, that's another – you know, Buster Posey was their catcher. Um you know, that was, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the trip there. That's all, you know, other than the 16-hour drive, it was yeah, great. I can't believe y'all, I guess I drove to Jacksonville. Well, try get, getting a hours. flight to Tallahassee is not, not exactly easy, uh, especially easy from to do. Fort Smith. And over 2,000 victories, 13 conference championships, 19 conference tournaments. College World Series, they appeared 17 times under his tenure. Uh, I thought they were obviously going to win it in his final year in 2019 when he kind of pre-announced his retirement. They beat Arkansas. Arkansas went 0-2 in barbecue that year. Uh, did not end up winning that season, but uh, accomplished a lot. Unfortunately, never won a national championship at his time as head coach in Tallahassee, but uh, one of the most revered coaches, not just in baseball, but in, in college athletics for what he was able to do when he was at Florida State. He, uh, you know, I, I can't say he put ACC baseball on the map or anything. I don't go back far now. I don't believe that would be a true statement. But he, they were, you know, they, they, they carried the flag for that conference for a lot of years as, as the class of the league and really defined uh, what's considered, if not the best SEC or best conference, uh, it's, it's right there with the SEC in most years. Yeah, they ran a great program. And... You know, college baseball really when when Martin was doing his thing in a big way down at Florida State was really it was kind of before you know college baseball really you know became big. I guess you could call it. And um, it's never been in the ACC in terms of fan attendance and things like that the way it's been in the SEC. Um, and he won a lot of ball games in that league and um, was a great ambassador for the game. And you know we've we've got a history with. Florida State. I mean, you go back. I mean, Norm played them, and and uh, they uh, they got to Omaha through Tallahassee once, if I'm not mistaken. And then, you know, they came here in '04, and we went there in '09. So, uh, Arkansas certainly had a history with him. Yeah, and so unfortunately, again, dead at the age of 79 years old. I think he's one of those guys that, even as an Arkansas fan, and again, you point out the the classiness aspect to him. You like uh, there's there's certain coaches that haven't been a head coach or assistant at Arkansas that I've enjoyed. Like I I've always liked Steve Spurrier. Whether it was in Florida or South Carolina, I just liked his demeanor. I liked his press conferences. I liked him at SEC Media Days. I liked him. That's one of those coaches that I enjoyed listening to and still enjoy listening to, despite him being retired at this point. 
that wasn't an Arkansas head coach? Do you have a guy out there that you guys liked or enjoyed that wasn't affiliated with Arkansas anyway, but regardless, you just like oh, listening to him? I mean, while we're on the subject of Florida State, I always liked listening to Bobby Bowden talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, you know, he was a, a storyteller, but, you know, some people some people that were the rival of Florida State didn't care for him because he's the head coach, but I always thought he he was an old Southern gentleman, and uh, yeah, I, just, I always liked hearing him tell stories. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of personalities out there. You know, the uh, the sports world lends itself to that in 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 all sports. And um, I can't say that there's one out there I've liked above all the others. But there's 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 several I've enjoyed. I will say that you know, having been around it, you know, in terms of work and and some personal stuff too. It's uh, um, you know, Mike Martin for 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 example, um, not a household name. But one of those guys the media loves because he treated them well. And so when he does something, they talk about him. And uh, um, that's one of the things that helped him build his program was he was a likable guy. And when there were things to give him the benefit of the doubt over, he got the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, he was, uh, uh, he was a very good coach and coached in a state where back before there were a lot of baseball rules, they could start playing games in late January. And, um, you know, there were some advantages there that those Florida schools had back in the day. But, um, you know, it, it's certainly a passing of note. And, and I guess it's notable here because of our baseball history against them. Yeah, it's just connection. But, again, one of the college baseball legends uh, dead at 79 years old. Curious to see kind of what happens in, in regards to funeral and anything else. But uh, I, I haven't – again, I didn't – I think I saw in the summer who was having health issues, but – uh, this is something I know that I wouldn't. I don't know when you've talked about Tom. He's been pretty revered at this point in time. All right, so you got the LSU Tigers in Baton Rouge tomorrow. I was listening to LSU head coach Matt McMahon talking about this basketball team, your basketball team, the Arkansas Razorbacks, and he said something very similar to what Eric Musselman's been saying. And they played a great eighty minutes of basketball the last two games. I think you really have to reevaluate how you scout their team and just focus in on the last 80 minutes that they've played. I thought they were terrific defensively against Kentucky on Saturday. And then last night, really played a complete game on the road at Missouri. I thought defensively, again, fantastic. And then offensively, really scored the ball at a high clip, absolutely dominated the game, scored 56 points in the paint. So if you're McMahon, don't you just watch film from the previous two games based on the rotation based on the way they played. And LSU, again, has a little more luxury this week with not having a midweek game. But if I'm their staff and their head coach, I don't know how much film I'm watching of any other game this season outside the, the two games that Arkansas just played. Well, the matchups are different, though. I, I mean, LSU plays a different game than Missouri does. I mean, and, and Arkansas is going to do different things against LSU, perhaps, than they did against Missouri. For, you know, must basically, you know, threatened them with uh, uh, banishment if they shot a three-pointer <laughs> against Missouri yeah. the other night, and with good reason. But you're not going to play that way uh, against LSU necessarily. And, uh, yeah, you may want to score all your points in the paint, but you may not be able to do that against teams that have more presence inside. So you watch everything. Uh, you watch everything. And um, because, you know, I can tell you Musk does this and every coach does this. They'll call a play in a crucial situation they've not run in a month. You know, they'll have special plays. Mm-hmm. You'll have special pay, uh, special baseline out-of-bounds plays. 
You'll have special base or side out of bounds plays. You'll have all kinds of things. And you better watch all of it. You know, the idea that a team's only going to do what they've done the last couple of times out, um, all these guys have all sorts of things stored in their memory banks. And, again, you a play that you run to win or lose a game in November may be the play that you run to win or lose a game in February. And you may not run it between November and February. But if that's a play that wins you a game, um, it's an important play. So I think you watch and scout everything. You mentioned earlier, Tommy, before the show began, catching LSU at the right time. They start conference play at 3-1. and one. Now they're 3-4. and four. They've lost their last three games, including getting blown out by Alabama. And I know that's kind of weird because you saying catch them at the right time because they didn't have a midweek game this well, week. But from a confidence standpoint, they're not at their highest point they've been this season. And I, I was speaking earlier but in a little more general terms, but I mean, sometimes it's about catching teams at the right or wrong time. Yeah, it's to be defined whether or not you're catching Arkansas at the wrong time. They didn't win against Kentucky, but played better. They won at Missouri, but Missouri's record you know, doesn't indicate you beat one of the best in the league. So, I mean, whether or not Arkansas's playing their best basketball so far, I think is yet to be determined. But, you know, right now, if you had Kentucky over the last week or so, you probably had a better chance to win than maybe you'll have at some other stretch in the 18 games. LSU right now seems to be a little bit... Uh, off their A game, to say, so to say, uh, Chuck. They're better than they were. They're 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 better than they were a season ago, and you know they've they've had a week theoretically to you know deal with whatever is ailing them, so to speak. Um, they're eleven and nine, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, I think you know they're one of the teams Arkansas is chasing. I think Arkansas is a game back, maybe a game and yep. a half back of them right now. So, you know where the Razorbacks are right now. Is looking up and trying to move up and pass people. And LSU is one of those teams that they're going to try to pass. And so if you're going to do that, you need to beat them. I wonder about these bye bye weeks or or when you have the midweek off and things are going good or things going bad. Is that a help or a hindrance sometimes? I mean, because basketball's got a rhythm to it just like anything else. Sometimes you'd you'd rather the the bye didn't come when it it falls. I'm not sure. You know, this this is different. And Arkansas will go through this the following week um you know lsu's had a week off and then they played 11 o'clock in the morning you know that's 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 a little bit different i it may affect them may not may not have anything to do with anything but we see a lot of 11 o'clock games in college football and it never seems to matter um i guess arkansas has got three 11 o'clock games before this basketball season's over uh, that's a little bit different i i don't i don't know if it's going to matter or not but i know it's going to be over early that's a tv thing I, I, Absolutely. Well, sure. TV thing. So. Sure. But, I mean, you think about it, you, you just don't have a whole lot of college basketball games at yeah. 11 o'clock in the morning. No, and we talk about it all the time in football. How Oh, that favors the road team. I don't know if it does or not in basketball, but I know this. It, it is a bit of a, more, a, bit of a challenge. I, I guarantee you that it would be a late arriving crowd in Fayetteville if this game was in Fayetteville tomorrow. They wouldn't be there. Well, if know, it was a football game in Baton Rouge at 11, it'd be a late arriving right. crowd. Yeah. I'm pretty certain it'll be a late arriving crowd for basketball. Yeah, I, well, I don't uh I don't I don't know how many people are going down in this game, Chuck, outside of me and you. I've got a, a few Arkansas fans that live in Baton Rouge, but I do know one person outside of the the team and especially on the team that's really excited. And that's Keith Smart, who is a Baton Rouge guy. And you were talking with him earlier this week and uh, apparently he's not getting as many ticket requests, but he is excited to have a home cooked meal. The one beautiful thing is that I I can say I'm in college now and I 
we don't get that many tickets. So, <laughs> so mom, you tell people I'm only going to have a few tickets for this game. But what my mom does do, and you know, when we come back to uh, Baton Rouge, what do you want to eat, son? And I said, you know, well, mom, you can have my my favorite crawfish etouffee and uh, and some cornbread. So I said, I don't know how much time I'll have to get over to see you guys. She said, don't worry, we'll just bring it to the hotel. Did you ask him during a break <laughs> if he could uh, bring you, if his mom could bring you an extra plate oh, too? Yeah, I was going to say, I bet it's good. I bet that's real good. I bet anything she makes that, man, that, that's my favorite cuisine is to go down anywhere that southern Louisiana and get some good Cajun. And I, I bet it's great. And I still remember when Smart was the assistant when Musk was going through shoulder surgery after the, the Trey Wade incident, and he ended up coaching against LSU and Pete Maravich, and they got that win, and that was a crucial win in the season. Uh, so I know he always likes going back. You don't think about it the same way as football or baseball, but uh, Arkansas's had some success before coming down to Pete Maravich Center in Baton Rouge. Oh, I've won there before, absolutely. And um, it's uh, it's a tough place to play, but when they're good, I've been there when it's full and rowdy, and I've been there when it's empty and not rowdy at all. Kind of depends on what kind of team they have. It's uh, um, But it's a road game, and so, you know, all that comes with that. Yeah. It's not You're not exactly having to go up against Shaquille Neal and it's, it's Chris Jackson, is that what I'm thinking of? And yeah, um, Chris Jackson uh, was a good player. He's not the, I mean, they've had a lot of good players over the years, yeah. and, and they've had good teams over the years. But, um, and they're, hey, they're, again, they're better this year mm-hmm. than they were last year. I mean, they're, and right now, frankly, Arkansas, even though they played better the last couple of games, they're two and six. So, yeah. um, you better not take one second for granted anywhere you go. And yeah. to that point, I mean, there's really only three teams are probably worse than they were last year. That's Arkansas, that's Missouri, and that's Vanderbilt. You look at every other SEC team, you can make a legitimate case that the 11 teams are better than they were last year, which, again, I think also... Well, there's a lot of time left. It's still, uh, um, I mean, we're at the second day of February. So, I mean, there's 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 still the worth of the season to be determined. But there are teams out there that are better. There's mm-hmm. no question. Yeah. This doesn't have anything to do with the game, but you, you, I was just kind of thinking, you know, with Auburn getting a new arena in the last few years, Ole Miss now has the Pavilion. You know, the Maravich Center, and I guess the Coliseum at Alabama, Coleman Coliseum, those are two of the older ones. Now yeah, I, they're it, doing some work. They're going to build something, I think, at Alabama, from what I understand. Yeah, um, yeah. The Maravich Center's been there a while. It's uh, it's been weathered and patched up and weathered and patched up again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one of the uh, probably one of the older. I don't know that you know where it ranks. You know, it's cars, pretty old. Cars <laughs> amenities, but I I I can read between the lines of uh of what you're saying. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Ryan Hot Springs wants to jump in on this. Ryan, what is your favorite, most rewatchable, not favorite, sorry, most rewatchable movie? Uh, well, this one happens to be one of my favorites as well. But uh, I'm, I'm going way back on y'all on this one. I don't even know if y'all have ever watched it. Uh, Sergeant York. Have you ever watched that with Gary Cooper? 
Yeah, I've seen it way back when. That's, one of my, all, that's a very quotable movie too. If uh, but uh, I, if, if Ty, if you haven't seen it, Tommy, I recommend it as well. Uh, very very quotable. He's uh, just a just kind of a country bumpkin from Tennessee that kind of gets forced into uh, uh, World War One. Did you watch Hacksaw, uh, Tommy or uh, Ty? With, uh, yeah, Hacksaw Ridge is a good movie. So it's kind of like that, except he goes ahead and uh, it's the same kind of concept, except he goes ahead and kind of finds the the moral value in man being able to actually fire the weapon, basically. Um, and he winds up using it to save a bunch of it. It's a great story. He's one of the most decorated soldiers ever in war. Uh, it's fantastic, though. Um, I gave you all a serious one. I'll give you my uh, favorite comedy, and that's going to be Happy Gilmore with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Hope you all have a great day, and go Hogs. Let's go beat LSU. Hey, if we've not uh, named your favorite movie, you can text us in on the McClarty Daniel <laughs> hotline. I think we've thrown every name out there. Yeah. If oh. you've not been recognized, raise your hand. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a good chunk of them, and uh, I'd say that considering we just got about 50 texts this yeah. morning. It, when we it, get these oddball topics or questions, we uh, we seem to get a ton of response. Hey, uh, we mentioned this earlier, and I want to mention it again, and we're going to hear uh, one of the uh, – conversations we've had revolving around this arkansas children's northwest and their miracles and magic radiothon they and they engaged with several of the arkansas student athletes joseph Pena was one he visited with ruskin and zach isaiah satania was another that arkansas children's northwest has uh, been involved with and uh, we're going to hear uh, from isaiah again in a minute but today's the, the kind of the, the the grand finale if you will of the miracles of magic radiothon we've been telling you about it for a few weeks now and uh Till nine o'clock tonight. Their phone lines are open. The text lines are open to uh, to donate. If you want to be a part of the ninth annual event presented by Arkansas Children's Northwest Auxiliary, they're looking to uh, to reach their two hundred thousand dollar goal. You can go to hitthatline.com, click on the Morning Rush link there. You can make a donation of any amount today. Uh, just go to hitthatline.com and click on that uh, that link for the Morning Rush and make your donation. And here is our conversation with Isaiah Satania. Hey, this is Arkansas wide receiver Isaiah Satania, and you're listening to The Morning Rush. We've been telling you about the Miracles and Magic Radiothon that we partnered with Arkansas Children's Northwest. And we as a radio station are not the only ones that have partnered. Isaiah Satania, Arkansas wide receiver, former favorable Purple Dog. By the way, we've got two of them in the NFC Championship game this weekend. We'll talk about that later. But you think about this involvement, man, and I know this is special to a lot of people in our community, not just in Northwest Arkansas, but across the state. Isaiah, what kind of led you to get involved with this whole event and fundraising process? You know, I had the opportunity and, you know, I couldn't turn it down. Like, I love helping the community out and I wanted to use my platform to help other people out. Is there anything that you went through personally in your life or maybe you had a friend or something that was maybe involved in something like this? I would just say, like, injuries. In sports, you're always going to have injuries and, like, what are you going to do whenever you get injured? The game, like, especially football, it's so many injuries that you don't know when you're last down. And so you have to be ready for that and you have to have like a backup plan mm -hmm. and just be ready. I know for your freshman year, you kind of went through an ankle injury and stuff like that just, like you said, happens sometimes. Obviously, there's certain medical defects, there's diseases and stuff, and then you've got the injury aspect and so on. As a younger guy that's gone through something like that, how, how difficult is it on the, the psyche? And then for the kids that you may be gotten to meet that are going through not necessarily injuries, but other personal matters of, of their health, what has like, those conversations been like? 
So mental health, it's a real thing. And whenever I got injured my freshman year, it was actually in practice. And for a while, I, I was really down on myself. And, you know, I was feeling bad for myself. But I, j I just had to flip the switch. And I had to have the best mentality possible. I wasn't as fast as I was after I got hurt. And I had to build my speed back up. And it came slowly. But, you know, I just, whenever I flipped that switch and had a positive mentality about it, it really helped me. I say, was that your kind of first injury that you've dealt with? There might have been nicks and bruises here and there, but would you say that's maybe the most severe thing you've had to go through as an athlete to this point? Whenever I was younger, I had broke my arm a couple times, but okay. that was like more towards the end of the season. And whenever I hurt my, my ankle my freshman year, that was at the beginning of the season. So I never really got hurt at the beginning of the season like that. We're talking with Isaiah Satania of the Arkansas Children's. Northwest. It's January, man. We got a long way till football season. I don't have the exact number of days in my head, but how excited are you to, to get back on that field? Not just that, but go through spring ball. You know, right now we've been working out a lot. We've been doing some hard stuff and I've just been thinking that whatever I do now, it's going to set me up for the season. The season's going to come faster than you think and I'm just ready for it. Like this year, I feel like I'm going to take a big step forward and, you know, really show everybody my talent because I feel like they haven't seen it yet. We saw a little bit of a, a jump last season. I know there's been some changes in the offseason. So you go from Danny Nose to Kenny Guyton and now Bobby Petrino is the new offensive coordinator. I don't know if former Arkansas wide receivers have reached out to you, but one of the things he's always utilized is speed. You have that. So how excited are you about for this upcoming season, maybe becoming more of involved, like you said, and see show people what you can do? You know, whenever Bobby got hired, I had so many text messages, so many calls, and just so many people blowing up my phone. And, you know, it was really a blessing to just get one of the best offensive coordinators, offensive minds in the game. I can't wait to really trust in him and just see where he can take my game. Part of being an, an athlete is, is these kids look up to you, right? I've seen 16 jerseys. Just getting a chance to, to talk with these kids. But what's it like when you have a young kid that says, hey, I want to be Isaiah Satania when I grow up, whether it was a, a Fayetteville Purple Dog that was 10 years old or an Arkansas fan that gets a chance to watch you on the field each and every week? It's just a blessing. The The Lord has really blessed me with um, my talent and stuff. And, you know, it, whenever kids look up to me, I just remember being in that same spot. So, you know, every, anytime I ask for a picture or autograph, I try and make it happen however I can. You know? You're setting a, at least a good example in the classroom as well, because one of the things we kind of had to negotiate around this interview is your class time, which is good that you're not skipping class by that matter. So what classes are you taking this spring? You know, I'm a communication major, but I've, I've actually been thinking about switching it because I want to go into coaching. You know, um, my dad and my grandpa, they were both coaches and, you know, it runs in the family. So I don't know if, if I want to do track, football or kind of the conditioning side of it. But I think I want to end up going into coaching whenever I'm older. Sounds like you've, you've kind of narrowed it down to three. You could be the next Ben Souders. You mentioned your dad is obviously the, the track and field coach. Has it just been the playing aspect? You're like, this is what I want to do. What, what's kind of led to maybe you contemplating changing majors you know in high school I especially my senior year I did a lot of personal training whether it was speed whether somebody needed uh route running or you know just hurdling I feel like my knowledge is pretty versatile so you know I would just try and help out kids as much as possible and you know I, I really enjoyed it and stuff and I just kept on seeing how the coaches coach like I just observe it and it's something that I really want to do 
We're talking with Isaiah Satania here. Again, he's a part of Miracles and Magic Radiothon, uh, benefiting Arkansas Children's Northwest. You can go to hitthatline.com right now and donate. It's up to February the 2nd, so make sure you do that if you haven't done it for the Morning Rush here, Halftime, or Ruskin and Zach as well. I mentioned the two Purple Dogs, the AFC Championship. Not how Dre's played a more prominent role, Brandon's still on the team, but has Coach Casey Dick reached out to you? Have you had any other former teammates? Like, dude, we got two guys. You know, it's pretty cool that Somebody, I mean, multiple people went to the same school that I did. And, you know, uh, Dre went to Arkansas and I'm following that same footstep. So, you know, that's obviously my goal and I, w- I want to make it to the Super Bowl. And-, and that's the pinnacle of your profession, right? And based on what you're talking about, not that you don't want to pursue coaching after that, but I would say just based on listening to you, the NFL is still something you, you want to pursue and you're hoping you can take that next step next year to ultimately achieving that goal. Yes, sir. Again, we're talking to Isaiah Satania this morning here on the morning rush. I say, I'm going to be honest, fully disclose something. I had a bad feeling at the end of the season and I got on the airway. You know, how you sometimes have something you pity your stomach and the gut. I thought you might transfer after this year. I know as a guy that dominated Arkansas high school football and I, I watched your senior year. There wasn't a corner or safety or a double team in the state that could guard you. I didn't know with the coaching transition on the offensive side of the ball, uh, how that would go. I know some guys have elected to move on from Arkansas. Did you ever at any point this offseason contemplate hitting the portal? Because I know that's more of a something that guys do nowadays when it comes to that process. I really didn't. I came here because of Coach Pittman, and you know I really put my trust in him. You know We didn't have the best year last year, but... The couple years before that, we've been doing some great things. And it was really hard for me my first two years. Like, even last year, I got to play a lot more, but I still wasn't happy with how much I played. So, you know, it's really helped me over this offseason. I've been working harder than I ever have. You know, I've been hitting the weight room, really working on my weaknesses because I've always been a kind of a smaller receiver. So I've been trying to get bigger, work on my blocking and stuff, and have no excuses for next year. Last thing, and again, we really appreciate you making some time this morning. Again, Isaiah's involved in the Miracles and Magic Radiothon with Arkansas Children's Northwest. When you look at this upcoming season, you mentioned that last year didn't go according to plan, maybe on the previous years or prior to you getting here at this point. What is kind of the message that you would give Arkansas fans as we're several months out from actually getting to see you guys playing Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, but what's the mindset and mentality you guys have in the next year to improve upon what happened this past season? You know, last year we we had four wins, and I just feel like we weren't a four-win team. We lost a lot of games by, I mean, three points, seven points, and mm-hmm. we were closer than a lot of people think. We had one of the hardest schedules in the country. It's the SEC, you know. We all came to Arkansas so we can play the best. Last year wasn't a reflection of Arkansas football. We were changing it, and, you know, I can just see a difference in the guys this year. We're we're a lot closer as a team, and I feel like we got rid of some of the negatives and kind of the cancers in the locker room, and I feel like this year is going to be a lot better. Are we going to see an opening kick return or a jet sweep, I guess, War Memorial Stadium against UAPB on August 31st? Can I expect that? Yes, sir. Okay. It's going to happen. Isaiah Satania, really appreciate him making some time for us. Arkansas Children's Northwest, the Miracles and Magic Radiothon. You can donate now on hitthatline.com. I'm partial, obviously, in the morning rush if you want to donate on that tab. But Halftime, Ruskin, and Zach, they would love to accept your donation anyway because what they're trying to accomplish is fulfilling the promise of every child and making them better today and healthier tomorrow. Isaiah, we really appreciate the time and appreciate you being a part of this entire fundraising event. Thank you for having me. All right, good to have uh, Isaiah Satania, Fayetteville's own, here with us 
on this Friday morning. We uh, we spoke with him, I, I guess, a week or 10 days ago on that. And um, great to see him and Joseph Pinion get involved um, with with Arkansas Children's Northwest and this fundraising effort mm-hmm. in Dwight McLaughlin, yes. Uh, so great to have them involved. Again, Ty mentioned a moment ago. Let me mention it again. You go to hitthatline.com, click on the Children's Fundraiser link, click on Morning Rush and make your donation. Any amount uh, is greatly appreciated. And uh, you can also text ACNW to 51555 for a uh, link uh, to give today. You can call 479-455-KIDS and become a miracle maker by committing a monthly $20 donation to Arkansas Children's Northwest. Again, hit that line.com is where we hope you go. Click on the Morning Rush link, and uh, today's the day that we uh, uh, hopefully get our $5,000 raised. I know we were over $1,000 uh, a couple of days ago, so hopefully today everybody uh, kind of meets the deadline and we get that money raised. Chuck Isaiah last year had 15 catches, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, as a true freshman, he had two catches for 12 yards. Really didn't get going because of the ankle injury I think he was dealing with. But uh, you got him back. I mentioned earlier, Armstrong, Tesla, uh, a couple tight ends as well. I mean, he's definitely going to be counted on this year more than last year, I would suspect. Oh, I would imagine he'll play a lot. I think he'll be an integral part of what they do. Um, you know, I've, I've not watched – you know, Bobby Petrino's offenses as closely, obviously, the last few years as we did when he was here. But when he was here, man, he loved that drag route. And he loved to bring those guys uh, uh, short over the middle and um, get them in a matchup where they could outrun somebody. And Satania would seem to be a likely candidate for that. I don't know. Um, Isaiah's a good one, though. Hey, let me brag on Fayetteville High School a minute, man. Isaiah from Fayetteville High School. How about, you know, you guys I'm sure have talked about it. Only high school in America with two guys going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's pretty that, awesome. That's, pretty, that's really awesome. Yeah. I mean, Didn't know that. Now I do. Yeah. yeah. I think Only uh, high school in America with two alums playing in the Super Bowl. That's pretty sweet. And I think with uh, Isaiah, I think I remember Matt Jones had this in Whole Hog Sports that he's just focusing on football now. I don't think he's play, doing track and field anymore. Not right now, it doesn't sound like. Yeah. Yeah. So he's does talking. sound. I, did I read where this Jordan Anthony is going to run track? Did I read that? He is. Yeah, I think I did. I think I did. Instantaneous not A and M transfer. I think it was. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. And it sounds like that Isaiah is focusing on football for the time being. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. So we got Arkansas's baseball's television schedule. You're going to have nine nationally televised games this season, including games in the LSU series, the Texas Tech series, the Florida series, and then games that aren't nationally televised will be on SEC Network Plus. Guys, we're two weeks out from Arkansas baseball getting set in Walker Stadium. I guess you got a form game homestead to start against James Madison. I was talking mm-hmm. with Phil about it in studio yesterday. Just, 
Not many people more excited than Phil Elson for baseball season. Hopefully the weather's good. That first weekend, you know, they've, they've opened up sometimes out of state. But, uh, Chuck, it's always a roll of the dice when you uh, open mid-February, whether or not you'll get all those games in. Yeah, that's a four-gamer. Yeah, you is. know, four-gamer to start the year with a fourth game being on Monday. So I would imagine at some point, and, and I've not seen the extended forecast. I don't know if there is one two weeks out. I'm sure there is. I've not seen it. But, you know, if the weather's not great, I still bet you get three games in. But if it's fine, they'll they'll play all four. Hey, you know, the thing about a school like James Madison is um, it's probably going to be better here than it is where they <laughs> drove down from or flew down from. So uh, I'll bet they play. Yeah, I know. Uh, again, regardless of the weather, they'll still also be a good chunk of Arkansas fans that uh, care. They'll bundle play. up and go. Uh, they Absolutely. Will. Exactly right. Uh, Arkansas is getting ready. It's a little warmer in Baton Rouge, Louisiana this weekend as they get set to play play LSU in the Pete Maravich Center. I was listening to uh, Matt McMahon earlier this week talking about Arkansas and Really, they're going to try and key in on Tremont Mark tomorrow. I think you know one difference with Mark, the transfer from Houston, he's averaging 19 a game in league play. Uh, he's gone to the free throw line 50 times in league play just through seven games. So he's really an elite scorer, lefty, gets to his spots and can raise up and score. Chuck, I was looking at LSU. They are the worst team in the SEC in terms of their opponents shooting free throws and making them. They're shooting like 79%, and they're like 350-something in the country in allowing free throw attempts. That's Arkansas' specialty. You would think that they should be able to take advantage of that tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see if they can get to the line. We'll see if LSU can play defense without fouling. Um, you know, he's certainly right about Tremont Mark and you know, when you uh, when you shoot that many free throws and when you score that many points, it means the ball's in your hand a lot. And uh, so I'm sure they will key in on him. And he is a guy that does get to his spots. Um, if, if, if he elevates on either of the elbows, um, there's a pretty good chance that shot's going in. Yeah, he's got some good old-fashioned mid-range game that uh, we hadn't seen in college basketball. Right, we see it at Arkansas, not initially in college basketball as much anymore. All right, that's going to do it for your hog update this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. The SEC tournament's going to be in Nashville for the foreseeable future in basketball. That's where our friend Sean, the fence man, was this past weekend. Sounds like you had a good time at that convention, man, and not just at the convention, but outside of it. Yeah, we really did. We took... um <clears throat> most of our sales staff and a couple of management uh, crew leaders and uh, went out there for a fence tech and learned about a lot of the uh, newest and the greatest technology to bring bring back here to the River Valley and uh, build some quality fences and use some uh, some pretty innovative products to, you know, enhance what we do. So we were really excited about it. And, you know, you go to Nashville and Broadway, man. There is, <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, there is just live music down every road, every alley, every um Drinking venue, should I say? Yeah. <laughs> it was called, a blast. Bar, they're called bars. Bars. There we go. Yes. <laughs> uh, a good, and at least you didn't end up behind bars. No, no, we yeah. did not. We did not. And uh, you know, I had a couple, two or three vendors take us out to some places that was just amazing food. And uh, uh, I'm very blessed. I got a great, great set of, uh, of employees and team members and managers. And man, we're excited for spring. We're fixing to get so. Uh, you know, y'all need to give us a call pretty quick because we're going to get booked up fast. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Again, call Sean at the Fence Man, and let's get into our Fence Man Friday picks. All 
Fenceman Friday Picks. Call the Fenceman for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fenceman. We ain't afraid of no work. Guys, we got some good games in the Southeastern Conference this weekend. And uh, we'll start with the South Carolina Gamecocks going to Georgia, where Georgia is a two-point underdog. At home, guys. I'm going to roll with the Gamecocks. They've been hot, 6-2 and two in the league. Lamont Paris, through eight games, is the coach of the year, in my opinion, Tommy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with South Carolina in this one. This is a uh, kind of a contender or pretender type game for me. I mean, I, and I think both of these teams have, have proven to be uh, better than we expected. I'll go with South Carolina, but uh, I think this is a, maybe maybe one of the games of the weekend in, in the way it finished. I think it's going to be very even. I don't know. Chuck, do the Gamecocks keep flying or do the Bulldogs uh, bite them this weekend in, in, in Athens? If Georgia's going to make the NCAA tournament, they've got to win this game. They're not going to win this game, and we'll see what happens in terms of the NCAA tournament. South Carolina wins. South Carolina covers. Sean, what do you think? I'm going to go with Georgia. All right. Home, home court advantage. Another home court advantage that's been really solid this season. That's Ole Miss. They host Auburn. Auburn clocked them a couple weeks ago. They are Ole Miss's four-point favorites at home against the Tigers based mm. on the way they played. Guys, I've got Ole Miss. As bad as Auburn beat them a couple weeks ago, Beard has got that thing going at home in the pavilion. I've got Ole Miss winning this game by five or more on Saturday. Auburn hasn't played well as of late, and we talked about timing of when you catch teams. Ole Miss has been flawless at home. I'll, I'll take Ole Miss, but I think this one's going to be tight. Chuck, what happens in uh, in Oxford? You know what they say about paybacks. <laughs> Auburn won big before. <laughs> Ole Miss wins this time big. What do you think, Sean? I'll Ole take, Miss, I'm, I'm going to take the home, home court advantage again. Well, it's uh, something about that atmosphere when uh, you get a home court advantage. Undefeated at home this year. Another home court advantage. Rupp Arena hosting Tennessee. Kentucky just a one-point favorite against the visiting Volunteers. Guys, I've actually got Tennessee winning this game. I think Dalton Connect has a big game in this one, and I think they uh, they get the better of the Wildcats tomorrow, Tommy. Give me uh, Tennessee. Balls or cats, Chuck? I think Kentucky wins this game. Kentucky wins at home, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I got the cats. The cats. You got the cats or the balls, Sean? Well, you guys know I'm a big ball fan, so I've got to go the balls. Even right. though it's not home court advantage, I, I got to stick with the ball. It's part of it. All right, last thing. Uh, you heard uh, McMahon there talking about Tremont Mark and our hog update. His over-under point total tomorrow, guys, is 19 and a half. He's averaging 19 in SEC play. Tommy, does he eclipse 19 and a half, so 20 or more tomorrow? No, he does not. Okay, I'm also going to go under. I think Arkansas is kind of spread it out a little bit more. Matt or Sean, what do you think? Does he get over? Over. Over? Yep. All right. Tremont Mark goes for 20 or more tomorrow. According to Sean, and that is our Fence Man Friday picks. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.